0: You live in illusion and the appearance of things. There is a reality, but you do not know this. When you understand this, you will see that you are nothing. And being nothing, you are everything. That is all. Welcome back to The Imperfect Buddhist. My name's Matt. This is a show where we discuss mindfulness and incorporating Buddhism and meditation into modern life. I want to apologize that it's been a while since I've done an episode. My wife and I bought a house here in Jacksonville, Florida. As everything that goes along with that, moving in stuff, moving in all of our furniture, little projects that come up, electrical work and plumbing and all of that. Plus, I got a new job working from home. I've just been really focused on learning that and then resting on the weekends. To top it off, I've spoken about this before. Meditation, Zazen, is one of those things that's hard to speak about. Bill Mayhew, who leads a Soto Zen meditation group here in Jacksonville, Florida, he said his teacher says that talking about these things or trying to say you've figured out what Zen meditation is or mindfulness is, is like squeezing a bar of soap. The harder you grip it, the more likely it is it's going to shoot out of your hand. The purpose of this podcast is to just be a place where people can come to lightly grasp that bar of soap, to talk about these ideas, listen to these ideas, just make an attempt to be a finger pointing to the moon. As they say in Zen, we talk about these concepts, it's a finger pointing to the moon. What that means is you don't mistake the finger for the moon. So us talking about this is not the actual thing itself. That's what's important to keep in mind. There's many books that talk about these concepts and they're healing and powerful in their own way. But I don't think that these concepts mean anything without practice. If you get anything out of this podcast... I hope that it encourages you to find that mindfulness and meditation practice in your own life. Today, we're going to be talking about purpose. For some people, this may be a familiar topic. For others, it may be something you don't think about much. For me, lately, and through most of my life, it's kind of been a theme thinking about what am I supposed to be doing with my time? What really matters? At times it'd been something that I really thought about. And then times I was really intentional about with Common Tiger, my music. Pretty much told everybody I'm committing, you know, the next five years of my life to music, which I did. I said, this is what I'm gonna do. This is all I'm gonna do, success or failure. This is just what I'm gonna do. It felt really good to have a purpose, right? To to define something that meant something to me that I could see a deeper meaning in and to go after it. But that meaning kind of started to fade a little bit. I started to Become a little bit disenfranchised with the idea that being more successful in music was going to make me happy or getting more plays on Spotify was going to make me happy. And don't get me wrong, I didn't start this project or goal for those things, but eventually that's kind of what it turned into because I did find success. It stopped being about my connection with the music and making something that I really enjoyed. Fast forward from that. To living in Florida, Jacksonville, lived here for a couple of years. My music, it's still something I would worked on. I had done voice lessons and tried a little singer songwriter stuff that I put out under the name Matt Sun. Things just kind of started to fade a little bit. It wasn't. It's not. Didn't feel as important to me. My personal experience with purpose, I've, I'm well acquainted with the question. For a while, I wasn't very acquainted with the answer. As I do with most things, most questions that I just. Don't have a clear answer to or have a gut answer to, I sat with it, would bring myself back to the moment that I was in, would bring myself back to sensations, sounds, colors, sights. I would just bring myself back to the moment and continued my sitting practice and let this question not as much turn over in my mind, but more rest in my mind and my body, having that question. And I'm sure meditators out there, people that are experienced with this stuff will know what I'm talking about. And you have the question. It kind of sits there. Some traditions of Zen meditation, I'm not very well acquainted with this style of practice, but they use koans. They're these questions, right? The, the teacher will give a question to a student and they'll say, what is the sound of one hand clapping? There's not really a clear answer to that. And the more you try to think about it, the more you try to conceptualize and to give some clear answer, you get further away from the truth. And I think when it comes to purpose and finding purpose in your life, the more you try to analyze and overthink it, you get further away from the truth. Over a couple months, I've started this new job and I'm working from home. I'm not really doing as much music. I haven't done the podcast, as you know. Kind of thinking like what does this all mean? And I did I did come to some conclusions. And conclusions are so slippery just like that bar of soap of Zen. You come to a conclusion and it will change. But I'll come back to that in a moment. Let's talk a little bit about your experience or maybe what I would perceive the general experience of most people in our society is. And that is one of Lack of purpose. We are fed commercials for clothing, products, and food. We go on Instagram and Facebook, and we see people just living these glamorous lives. I think most people, including myself, had been sold this idea of fame. Your purpose is this fame. Some people do find a more wholesome connection with purpose. Maybe not one that they chose necessarily. But maybe it's having a family or having a house, I I begin to question where they came to that conclusion from. Was it out of default, or was it out of just going with the flow? They went to college, met somebody, got married, had kids. But for, for most of us, there's this sense of lack of purpose. Jobs are paying a lot less, so you don't have this sense of fulfillment or purpose in like bringing home a paycheck. And feeling like, hey, you know, I'm serving a purpose. I I work at, maybe I work at the, the car manufacturer. I work at Ford. I don't love my job, but you know what my purpose is? I provide for my family. I come home, I have dignity. That was the reality for our grandparents and even our parents. A lot of people these days, we don't get that satisfaction from our jobs anymore, even if they're not something that we love. The lower paying jobs... Lack of purpose in work. Most of the work that's available is customer service. I understand people wanting to veer away from religion. I grew up in a small town, and listeners of the podcast will know about this, but I grew up in a small town, Rogue River, Grants Pass in Oregon. And it's kind of like the Bible Belt of the Pacific Northwest. There's a lot of churches, and that's like very strong influence there. I would go to church. I even played in a Christian rock band. So I understand people being wanting to kind of push away religion and even spirituality. We're kind of fed up with these brands of spirituality and religion that were shoved down our throats and didn't feel real. But that's another place that we are lacking meaning is, is some type of connection to something bigger than ourselves. And for many generations, our grandparents and their parents and even our parents, God or religion was this connection to something bigger that somehow gave us some meaning in the midst of suffering. We've lost that connection. Our homogenizing society machine, culture machine. When there is something that's beautiful, like mindfulness, you listen to this podcast and you hear the word mindfulness, and you roll your eyes because it's been turned into this thing that it actually was never meant to be. It's this commercialized thing, and you got people... Women in yoga pants being like, just be mindful. And it, and it really ruins the whole thing. There's many instances of this coming up in our society. Anything that has this ability to help people break through and find some type of reality past this dull, flat existence. I think our society kind of likes to keep us in that place. But anything that comes up, you know, mindfulness or psychedelic drugs or the hippie movement originally. These are all things that actually had a real purpose behind them, but it just got homogenized. Hippies, for instance, you start seeing Halloween costumes with a girl with her fingers in a peace sign and a bandana, tie-dye bandana or whatever. This process of taking things that have meaning and that can offer value to our society and then homogenizing them into this consumerist machine strips that value, it steals that value away from us. The people that are in this society; these are just a couple instances of how this machine does this. So we're being not attacked, but we are purpose is being eroded, meaning is being eroded on many fronts. So it's not really; it's not our fault. It's not your your fault if you feel lost. You go to your job and you feel like, what's the purpose? I mean, I. I probably more than others, I will admit, have those existential crises or did for quite quite a many years where it's like it would just hit you and I was like, what is the purpose? This is pointless. So we lack inherent meaning. We lack direction. We lack purpose. The question is like, okay, well then what is my purpose? How do I find that in my life? Back to a revelation I had. I was watching a YouTube video called The Hermes Paradox. And it was talking about the idea of, okay, if there's like all these aliens out there, all these different races of aliens on these different planets, where the hell are they? The Hermes Paradox, it's kind of a big idea. I'm not going to encapsulate it here. But the general question is, is, okay, so if the universe is huge, it's likely that there's life out there okay, if it's likely that there's all this teeming life out there, where are they? And then further on it goes to say, well, maybe there has been many other life forms, but there's this barrier that these societies, these alien societies hit at some point. And maybe these other alien societies develop something like nuclear energy or nuclear warfare like we did, and they just can't get past that barrier. And so there are these other alien societies, but they hit these walls these extinction walls, and they die out before they ever have the ability to become space-faring civilizations and go and explore so that we would meet them. He talks about this idea, but then he also talks about the probability that there would be these societies that would pass those barriers. And even with the math that's out there now, it seems like that probability would be really high. And the probability would be that we should have met these aliens before. The Hermes Paradox goes on, and it then it kind of flips it on its head, and it talks about how, well, if there should be all these aliens we're not seeing them, then maybe there's something wrong with the way that we are viewing this. And maybe what we are as humans, as conscious technology-developing animals, is very rare in the universe. That idea hit me because I'd been meditating on this what's-our-purpose thing. If what we are is rare, which is a self-aware animal, I'm sure you've heard the quote or the idea, we, you and me, we are the universe becoming aware of itself. And that's not like just some fancy idea or philosophizing, but that's reality. Like what are we made out of? We're made out of atoms and space dust, right? And dirt. Like we're, we're, the science is there. We are all, you know, maybe some comet splashed into the earth thousands of years ago. You're partially made of that. But the universe is made of all the same building blocks and you are made out of those building blocks. You are aware of the universe, of those building blocks, of the tree outside with the leaves falling and the wind rushing past your ears. And that may be, be a very special thing. We don't know. We haven't met other self-aware creatures yet. I think we underestimate the, the knowledge of dolphins and elephants and animal knowledge. I actually made the mistake in the past of underestimating, discrediting the knowledge of animals and not understanding it. My wife would get really upset with me and I was like, why are we arguing about this? That aside, to the extent where we can be aware and look at the world around us, look at our emotions and see them from this witnessing perspective or just this ability to be aware of the world. That hit me and the idea came to me that our primary purpose is to witness the world and the universe. That is a special opportunity for us, for you and me. And that purpose can never be taken away. This is this beautiful, grand show all around us, everything inside of us. We have this crazy rare opportunity, this ticket to an exclusive show, and that is this life, our life, and all of the sensations and experiences, the world around us. The question might be for you, how do I find my purpose? How do I find the unique gifts and opportunities I have to contribute to society and to live a fulfilling, meaningful life rather than a life where I just watch TV and play video games and mindlessly work at a job that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm gonna introduce some counterintuitive ideas to you. They're gonna be counterintuitive, but that may be a good thing because maybe the things you've tried didn't work. That means you might be looking in the wrong place for your purpose. You will find a lot of your meaning In a place you might not think to look. By simply sitting quietly and actively doing nothing, you might find your purpose. Actually, I know you will find it. There is this deep river of peace, meaning, and knowledge that exists when we slow down, connect to this reality that's all around us, trying to formulate your purpose through thinking about it and writing it down and asking all your friends, it can be helpful. But ultimately, I don't know if you will find what you're looking for through that process. By all means, do it and try it. It's better than doing nothing. I think you will find your deepest purpose and meaning through the process of sitting quietly with yourself, allowing the spinning wheel of your thoughts and habits to slow down a little bit and to take a step back into the seat of awareness inside of yourself. There's a lot of reasons why people don't do this. Why this isn't something that is more obvious to the general public. And what I mean when I say this is this process of being with yourself in this moment, sitting quietly and actively doing nothing. That's because When we sit with ourselves without being distracted, we come in contact with our pain. We come in contact with the things that we've been avoiding. In those things that we've been avoiding, underneath them is our purpose. So invite those things that have troubled you. Invite the energies that you've avoided I don't mean that you actively meditate and ask to be in pain and to have a a terrible time, but I ask if these things come up, you notice your shoulders tightening up, you pay attention to that, you see it, you feel it. And as you pay attention to these pains in your body and you see them, you're not fighting them. You're just simply noticing maybe the tightness in your stomach, your shoulders tightening up or your jaw clenching. Those are all physical manifestations of something that's inside. And as you go deeper inside and feel actively what's happening, you're not pushing it away. You're also not questioning it or fighting it, but observing what's going on. These energies open up and start to release just simply by watching them and being aware of them. You'll start to see that they'll dissipate. And maybe if you sit long enough, you'll start to encounter this other voice inside of you. It's a knowing. It's not a thinking, it's a knowing. So as the mind and all these balled-up emotions inside of yourself and your body start to relax and settle, you find this knowing, this purpose and peace that well up from within, and this is available to everybody. That is our primary purpose, It's to be in our life and to witness life, to witness our pain and joys. And then anything else we want to add on top of that is just a bonus. And the great gift of seeing this as our purpose, it just makes everything our purpose. The job that maybe you don't like, that you would rather not go to. You start to just witness what's happening. You wake up, you see the disappointment inside of yourself. Doesn't mean you accept it or break down and resign yourself to it. That's not what we're talking about, but you're just witnessing the pain that you have inside, that you you see it, but you also don't take it too seriously. Because what happens when you can meditate, again, this is me grasping that bar of soap, and the harder we try to grip it and explain it, the further we'll get from it. But there is a reality in which you can live and be okay with your reality. Because when you meditate long enough, you sit still enough, long enough, You come in contact with a deeper reality, which is this universe, which is this life. You see that this job that you maybe hate isn't that important. And the pain that you're experiencing, while it is real, it ultimately isn't that important either. It's just an experience. You start to see your life as everything, just being this experience on this planet, in this universe. That can be hard for a lot of people to let go of this identity to pain and being wronged. I'm telling you that the victim mentality gets you nowhere. That being a victim of life and pain and circumstances, you may have been victimized, but to create a victim mentality out of that, that is a powerless situation. So as you start to move into your life, into your body, and starting to just see that your life is purposeful, that there's meaning. And it exists here in this life, in this moment, that it's available to you. Other things might start coming up for you. I think journaling and writing down and brainstorming are powerful. I do those things as well. But when it comes to finding meaning and purpose in your life and the word passion, we've talked about this before with Les Stroud on a former episode. But passion is also just this slippery soap of a thing, you know, to try to grasp it. People say their passion it's, It can leave many people feeling lost. Like, I don't know what I like. I don't know what I want to do. And it's misleading. The greatest advice I read and actually applied, which I encourage you to try, is to explore your curiosities. Just maybe it's some simple idea that popped in your head while you were helping the 100th grocery store person or loading a box onto a dolly. And maybe it was just like, huh, you know, I've always, it'd be cool to do some photography. And it was just this fleeting idea. I encourage you to just go do it. You know, go get a, I don't know, borrow a camera, get your phone on your, use your phone camera and set aside an hour to just go take some photos. And like, be do it with some purpose or go take a little photography class, take an online class, explore your curiosities. That's all. There's no guarantee that you're gonna end up loving photography after that. You may do it and be like, cool, like that was nice, but you never know where it could lead. And I just encourage you to explore your curiosities, things that you're interested in, that have grabbed your attention. Do those things. Explore those things. Because that's a beautiful thing in life. We spend a lot of time watching TV. Maybe instead of watching TV for one night a week, you go spend the evening doing things that you're curious about, just trying new things. Another good tip is maybe it was something that when you were a kid, when you were young, i don't know, coming of age, early teens, you know, right before you turned 13 or something, you're a kid that just you were interested in, that you really liked. For me it was music. And music is still one of my deepest passions. And when i play music, i feel like i'm in my purpose, i'm in my meaning. That's something to explore. What were you interested in at a young age? What was something that really felt right for you? Explore that a bit, play with that a bit, and go look into it, take a class on it. Maybe it was painting or writing or being a vet or being a firefighter, I don't know, being a soldier, and look into those things. Explore some of those ideas you had as a kid. Coming back to this idea of being in our lives, just being with what is there, the pain, the boredom, the frustration, the joy, love, beautiful experiences, terrible experiences, We start to let go of our fictional idea of life, this fantasized version of life. At some moment, we're going to meet this perfect person and we're going to move into this perfect house, have the nicest car, and there's nothing wrong with dreaming and visualizing that stuff. It's important for us to let go of these fictional ideas about life and to just come into their reality and into the purpose of each moment but to wrap up this podcast episode the main idea is that we live in a society where meaning and purpose feel very far away opportunities for finding purpose feel like they are eroded religion spirituality meaningful work meaningful relationships and community those seem to be eroded. There is a deep well of meaning, purpose, and connection that are available to anybody that sits still enough, long enough, and does nothing purposefully. So I really enjoyed doing this episode this week. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm not as much reading something that I previously written, but following some bullet points. Hopefully this felt natural and was enjoyable for you. Hoping to get back into this as a regular thing, But for now, have a great time until whenever we talk again. All right, bye-bye.